For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. Hi, and welcome in to halftime. We'll have to call it more like first quarter today for a Wednesday morning where we are kind of in pre-game show mode. There's a lot of games. As far as you're concerned, for Razorback fans, and I am in downtown Memphis at the Peabody Hotel. Guys, Matt Jones, Matt Travis, I can actually, the window in my room uh, looks right down that small street, or you call it an alley if you want to, that leads to Rendezvous. Not where we had dinner last night, but it certainly, I could smell it. I could smell it walking back in here yesterday. It's good to be with you guys today. There is water in the hotel. Um, apparently, there are about 400 porta potties that were trucked into the Liberty Bowl Stadium for today's game for usage by the fans, as I understand. I think the uh, locker rooms and the press box and the offices are supposed to have working toilets, but uh, the paying public, you get the porta potties. They've laid them all out in front of the bathrooms. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'll walk in there before the game. <laughs> it's going to look – I don't know what the inside of the Liberty Bowl has looked like previously, but it's going to be a little restricted for movement. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll walk around with my hand – with my nose firmly pinched. So It's not necessary. Hey, as long as they get the game in, right? As long as you play the game today. So there's still some people, guys, that think that <laughs> the 430 kickoff – uh, isn't going to happen. But I'm here to tell you, it is going to happen. We're going to have a Learfield pregame at 1.30. There's going to be kickoff at 4.30. Football will be played, and then we get basketball. And I think the bathrooms are in perfectly working order at the uh, Pete Maravich Assembly Center today. So how are we feeling about, uh, how are we feeling about this day today? we got a lot of sports. we got a short show and more holiday hours, right? That's right. Oh, man, I'm feeling good about it. I'm pumped. I, I knew Matty T was pumped because they made him stay the night here. You That's know, he right. had a I just, here, just here. Yeah, he's show up and he's still here. Uh, maybe they put those down. They put those downwind though, right, Phil? Like if if you're thinking about where we're going to put these porta potties at, we're we're going to put them downwind, huh? They they probably don't think that far, I, right? Well, I, I think they just put them where they pop. They you just know, set them down. They would fit. So they see you around. Yeah. yeah I usually I think about the smells of a, of a sporting event as like a cooking popcorn there's, or there's nothing, hot dogs. There's nothing better than being a 12 year old boy and, and walking into the the Razorback. I, I don't know, say this tongue in cheek, but you walk in for the first time and you see this trough and there's everybody's just 
taking a number. You're like, gotcha. what is going on? Why are y'all standing right beside me? Uh, that was those. Those oh. are definitely some weird moments you remember, like the first time you're like, "What is going on here?" And you're only so tall, so you're right at eye level. Oh, I'm like, why? What, you're, you're, I'm like, you're standing way too close to me. Well, it's at that moment that you re, you you start learning uh, the meaning of stage fright. There were animals. Maybe the first yeah. time. I guess I didn't really need yeah. to go after all. Yeah, I think I'll go after the third. I've been quarter. standing here yeah. for three minutes. Nothing's <laughs> happening. I guess I can wait. Guys, congratulations. We've done four minutes of an early show today, and we've already done bathroom humor. We can call it a day. It's a perfect, it's a perfect show. Four minutes in and out. It was shorter than you thought it was going to be. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, well, and the worst smell, now I don't know what it's going to smell like down in there. Hey, these, these porta potties have ways to control the smell ish. But I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be inside this stadium. If it's going to be half full or three quarters full. Um, but it's not. I guess it's not going to smell the way that a football game usually does. I always. I used to work for. A, I worked for a baseball team that was um, downwind from a dog food plant in mm. Ogden, Utah. Yeah, it was not the sweet smell of victory. Every time I drive, played, to, isn't there a Purina or something? Every time I might, drive to Denver, you, oh, would, that, you, you drive see, past that Purina you, factory. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah, there is a decided, there's a distinct, <laughs> there's a distinct, both have driven to Denver. What's going on in there? It's a great city, guys. Beautiful. Great food town. Um, I worked, a, I played for my Pony League team in Pittsburgh. Uh, there, our field was right across the street from a Nabisco cookie factory. Mm. Now that, that was the greatest smell in the history of sports. It was the sweet smell of victory. And that team I worked for in Utah basically was so bad that it um, it worked, that it smelled like absolute crap every throughout every single game because that team was terrible. So driving over the bridge uh, to Van Buren, you either get, uh, you, it smells like chicken nuggets or chicken. That, yes, like a, like, a, like a sour cream, or, those sour cream orange uh, ruffle lays. Like they kind of have that, to, you're like, what? It's like, I don't want this. Yeah. They taste good. It's just not exactly the way you wanted it to smell. But they're going to have they're going to have all the working concessions inside the stadium. Um, you know, I guess it's just a matter of you know this is the the thing that 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 uh, a ballpark, a new stadium, a new arena. I think any new building like a skyscraper has to do. It's before you can let anybody use the restrooms. Is once this. Once the you know the water system is in place, they do. I think it's called the big flush, where all the toilets are flushed at once. Or at least enough water is is brought into the system to make it seem like that. Because you you, you never know when everybody's going to use the restroom at the same time. Yeah, so they wouldn't be able to do a big flush at the Liberty Bowl. You know, insert joke about toilet bowl and football game names and all kind of stuff like that. So this really but is. I the think first this will be a good. Yeah. We well, yeah. I mean, this. That's kind of funny. It's it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird. It's going to be a weird atmosphere just because of the just because of the water situation. Um, and I'm interested to see once, once not once we get into the stadium, but as it starts to fill up. It's one of the things I like about doing the pregame is we're there before any fans walk inside the stadium. And for the neutral site game that Arkansas played this year in uh, you know the Southwest Classic at the, at the home of the Cowboys, you can get a sense of, of who has more fans uh, you know, as they fill the stadium in. Now that was that's a much bigger crowd than we're going to see here. Um, but I do wonder because uh, I saw there. I mean, if you're just looking, if we're just going by what I saw. Yeah, how was it around, last night? Just, just the five blocks to get from the hotel to where to where we had dinner. There were there were more Kansas fans. 
I don't know if I'd say significantly more well, Kansas fan. Don't but you think definitely the, more Jayhawk fan? And, and I, th- I think that the Razorback fans can just drive in today, and you know it's an afternoon game. It's it's two hours, right. three hours away, whatever you know for for most most parts of the state, especially that Little Rock area, and, and with the hotel and everything. I, I think there will be a lot more Razorback fans just you know kind of coming into town for the game. Yeah, I agree. It does help that we're right next door. Um, so. You know, we'll, uh, what have we got? A 4.30 kickoff, 8 o'clock for a tip. This is an interesting day uh, for sports because I still don't, like Sam Pittman will say, this is our team from this year. It really isn't. I mean, he can sell that, but I, I'm, I'm not necessarily buying it. It's the remnants of of the 2022 roster. There are too many players that made an impact that aren't on the team right now. That doesn't mean that it's not the 2022 Razorbacks because it goes on their schedule. It still has this feeling of this weird kind of a standalone season in and of itself. I don't know. You can look at it as the cap of the 2022 season, but too many of the players, too many, even Sam Pittman are talking about this being a jumpstart on 2023. So it's like an almost an opening day, quasi opening day ish for 23. And then later tonight, you get to see Arkansas men's basketball where rubber finally meets road. You know, where you look, I mean, they played well against Oklahoma, beat that team soundly. That's nice. Uh, you know, a couple of really good opponents that you went up against toe to toe in, in Maui, uh, beat one of them. I'm not counting Louisville because it's a really bad team. That's nice. All of those things, though, pale in comparison to the importance of playing against SEC competition. This is where you find this is where you start to find how good your team is. I always say the same thing in the baseball season, Matt, like Arkansas could go undefeated in the non-conference portion of the baseball schedule. That stuff doesn't matter uh-huh. very much. Uh-huh. Once you start getting into SEC play, this is what matters most. This is what your team was built for. Yeah, the tournament once you get there, but you got to get there. And and what you do in the SEC is going to decide where you're seated. So, you know, this this football game I still don't know how to define what it means. The basketball game later tonight, look, it's the first of 18, but hey, those 18 are really what matters most. And uh, I'm excited to, well, I won't be able to watch the game because i got to drive back home, but get my ears on it and, and, and see what this team, I think, is going to be about for the next couple of months because I really start to think that this might be the guys who are on the court today. I think it's going to be the makeup of your team for most of the season. Yeah, as a football team, uh, it's always good to win. You, you want to get to to a winning record and, and put that bowl trophy. You know, it's a trophy game, I guess. You know, put that trophy into your, your trophy case and, and remember it on a high note. Have a celebrated locker room. Uh, go in there. It's it's a lot of guys. The last time they'll ever play football. And, uh, and I mean, go, go out there and do your thing. The basketball team, Phil, I... I can't wait. Is I guess the best way to put it. You're you're excited and and you're ready. Uh, you're energetic. You're uh, you're hopeful. You, this team, uh, I think they can beat anybody if they stay healthy. And it's it's a shame that we had a couple injuries. But if they stay healthy, the rest of the the, the crew the crew we got, man, I think they can beat anybody. They're gonna be fun to watch this year. You know, there is that caveat you threw in there, and it's pretty. It, it I think it's obvious right now, even before they play against an SEC team. That the roster that Moss and his staff have built mm-hmm. uh, was—I don't know if they looked at it this way—but why do you why do you gather all the talent you possibly can and all the depth you possibly can, knowing that there might not be enough minutes for all the guys that are on the team? Depth, depth, depth. That's the only way that you're able to come through when it comes to injuries to your guys. 
And Arkansas right now has injuries to two of their guys. One of them very serious in Trevin Brazil. The other, we, we, we still don't know the extent of the injury to Nick Smith. We just know he's not playing tomorrow. And, and who knows when he's going to be, or he's not playing tonight. Who knows when he's going to be on the court again. So the depth is tested. And uh, honestly, it might end up getting tested for the remainder of the season. So here's what we got on halftime, first quarter, brunch, whatever you want to call it. It's a short show today, two hours up to 11 o'clock. Danny West will join us at 10.15 to hit on some of the uh, 2023 class. And uh, maybe Danny can give us a thought on the meaning of this Liberty Bowl. Uh, But next on halftime, we've got live from Baton Rouge, Matt Zimmerman of the Arkansas Basketball Broadcast Crew. And we want to remind you about the Bet Sarazen app. They've got some really interesting. Uh, they've got some interesting things you can put money on for uh, for Arkansas sports today specifically. I'm talking about combo specials for basketball and football on the same day. Get a load of some of these uh, combo specials that are right now on the Bet Sarazen app and on BetSarazen.com. Uh, K.J. Jefferson over 230 passing yards and Ricky Council over 16 and a half points. This is a unique way to put money down on your favorite college sports teams. It's plus 260 if K.J. throws over 230 passing yards and Ricky Council scores 17 points or more. A little bit more example of this, uh, plus 300 for the basketball team to score over 75 and a half points and the football team to score 37 points or more. There's a lot more of uh, really fun uh, bets that you can put money on at Sarazen, a bet Sarazen right now involving Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl and in the basketball game tonight. Don't forget that the Vegas odds are one thing, but you've got to be in Vegas to bet them. Arkansas law makes sure that none of the big national apps can operate in the state. So have the bet Sarazen app on your phone, Google Play Store, Apple App Store, and betsarazen.com on any web browser. Matt Zimmerman standing by from Baton Rouge after this. Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code. Code believe to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Hannah, it's all right.
halftime on 99.5 in Northwest Arkansas, 95.3 in Fort Smith and the River Valley, 96.3 in Hot Springs and Central Arkansas, 104.3 in Harrison and Mountain Home, and everywhere on HitThatLine.com. Now back to the hosts, here's Phil Elson and Matt Jones. Well, a doubleheader of Arkansas Razorback Athletics today, Liberty Bowl 430. Basketball at 8 o'clock with Arkansas taking on LSU uh, at the PMAC. And Matt Zimmerman is in Baton Rouge. He's on the call today with Phil Brame, and we appreciate his time here on an early edition of Halftime. Zim, how are you? How's Baton Rouge today, and how was it last night? Oh, it was awesome. It's always good to come down here, you know, and it, of course it's a, you know, it's a pretty good sized city and, uh, it's the quietest I've ever seen it because, uh, there's no students here. And although it's a city that still rolls pretty good without their students, that's obviously a big hit, just like it is for any SEC type school. And so it's a little bit quieter, but it's nice. Hey, we went to walk-ons last night, had a, had a good meal and, uh, the team was in really good spirits, you know, got to shoot for about an hour or so in the in the Pete Maravich Assembly Center, it hadn't changed any. It's still the same. And uh, so it was good for those guys to, to get some shots up in there, practiced in Fayetteville, and then had that had that shoot around last night. They get a lot of shots up, which is important. And, uh, hey, we got a kind of a long day today, kind of waiting around for 8 o'clock tip. Yeah, maybe you get a chance to watch a little, a little bit of the Liberty Bowl. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fourth- how long you guys get to watch? Because with an eight o'clock tip, well, it's like I, I know you got to get to the well, arena at least like ninety minutes before the game. Yeah, coaches like most coaches, he's going to want to be there rolling in there by six thirty. But it's funny with Coach Muss. Uh, this is already you know fourth year running around with Coach Muss on these trips, and we very seldom roll in there an hour and a half before. It'll be more like an hour and forty five minutes before he. They'll generally leave early. He'll 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 get that bus loaded and he's ready to go. And generally, we'll leave earlier. Um, football games at four thirty. I mean, I'm going to want to. If we're going to, bus is supposed to leave like at six ten, which means we're probably going to leave about six. So, you know, you, by the time you head to the lobby, I'll, I'll start heading down that lobby about five forty five. So, we'll have about an hour and fifteen minutes to watch the game and get your hotel room a little bit or downstairs, and then head up, head down and go to the game. Coach Z, Matt Jones here, man. Good, good to talk to you again. Um, what's up, Matt? I ain't talked to you in a minute. I, that's what I was telling Phil, man. It's, it's, it's always good to have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while, man. I I really like this Razorback roster, and 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 I like our guards. And, and that being said, when I look yeah. at LSU, if if we see LSU, what do they do well? What what are y'all? What's their your their big your big their big thing that we're gonna have to take away tonight? Well, the thing that they've done the best with they're eleven and one, Matt, and they you know they've had some pretty good wins, but they bought a lot of games. I mean, it's like everybody in the SEC they they, they buy a lot of games, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and really, they've not played a ton of games other than that. And when they were when they did play a couple power fives, that, that's where they had a lot of issues scoring. So that that that's been their problem. And uh, you know they they beat Wake Forest on December the tenth, which is the day Arkansas played OU. They won 72-70 to 70 and played really well. And in that game, they moved the ball pretty good. K.J. Williams, their 6'10 transfer from Murray State, played very well. And, and they did a good job rebounding. And uh, and then they turned it. They lost to Wake Forest. Um, and, I mean, they beat Wake Forest. But, but, they, but their, their one loss this year was back in November to Kansas State. And 
I, you know, in that one, it was 61 to 59. I watched that game a couple of days ago. You talk about two teams just really couldn't hardly get any good. They couldn't score. Yeah. And it was pretty good defense. I guess both teams were playing hard. They were competing. It was a neutral court and, and they played very hard, but they couldn't, they scored 59 points. And I think that's the key of everything tonight. We've seen how good this Razorback defense is. And if this defense is locked in on, these aren't big, huge, natural scores at LSU. This isn't an LSU team that's going to score 80 a game in the SEC. They're not. They, they just don't have. Now, they can score. They get hot. But that's going to be the biggest thing. And You know, defense travels pretty good. You don't ever know about your three-point shooting. You don't know if you're going to get ever called when you're driving to the basket. You don't know, you know if you're going to hit uh, all these tough driving layups. Sometimes all that don't go on the road as, you, as it does at home. But the defenses can be the same. I think the crowd will probably be uh, just okay. You know, it's far from a sellout. I was looking at their stuff. They've got plenty of seats available. Their students are gone. So it's a great opportunity. And I, I know defense, Razorback defense versus versus LSU's scoring will, will, be the, will be the biggest thing how this game turns out. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough to 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 win on the road. And then last year, ha- last couple years, having this type of success, and then this year, the team's a little bit different. And it, it yeah. and it, does it seem like they still have a bullseye on, even though it's a different team. And and, and how do y'all uh, deal with that? I think this team uh, is, is like you said, it, it is a lot different. I was just noticing them on the road last night. How you know last year and even the year before, this team was 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 much seemed more serious and. But, this team is fun. And they, not those teams weren't, but these guys like to laugh. They like to give each other a hard time. They, they seem to get along They look so like they well. want to play anybody anywhere, Coach. Like when I watch they really them. really do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been with teams, Matt, where the night before you could feel a little bit of attention or you could feel maybe a little worry or stress mm-hmm. of the game coming up. And, and these guys, they're just they're very carefree. And part of that's being so young, right? And you know, the Mitchell twins are older and they're a little bit more serious type of guys, but they were, you know, they're, they're fun and they've got good personalities and, you know, they're, it's just a team that's loose. It's a, it's a loose team and you got Devo and Kamani that have been around. Those guys are joking around and, and they get serious. They get serious when it's time to get serious. And, and, and I like that about it. It's just a good makeup. You know, you weren't sitting there last night at the arena when they were shooting, feeling the stress. Right. of the game and, and a lot and I've been a part of a lot of teams where you feel that every second and and I love I love that and I think coaches I'm not saying he's mellowed but I think he's got a pretty he's, he's a little bit more laid back with his team because he have all the talent and, and I really believe that he's you know we're used to seeing him run around and do all his stuff and he's still going to do some of that but I, I think he's been very relaxed much more relaxed even coming back from Maui I think that there's been a little change in, in coach somewhat and it's been good. And this team is is, is really uh, gelled around him and around that. And this this is and here you go, Matt and Phil. This is a team that wants to win the SEC. They, they you know, and he just talked about that. And the last two years, we couldn't win it because of bad starts, and we couldn't catch up. And we were so good in February and March, but we fell so far behind. Well, now everyone's zero and zero. Have a great start, and this team will have a really good chance to win the SEC. Well, I mean, you mentioned the talent, and and this LSU team is not one of the SEC teams that can match up in terms of talent with Arkansas. You know, like a Kentucky or or Alabama, Tennessee, those those kind of teams. And I mean, Arkansas is a four point favorite according to Bet Sarah. Yeah, on, the, on, the on the road, road. yeah. Yeah, that road. says a lot, and 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 that knowing that you are not going to play Nick Smith in this game, so right. I mean, 
I don't. There isn't one player that dominates over this team, but if there is a guy who drives the engine, who kind of who, who's like the conductor of the train, it's Anthony Black. Right. He is. Right. Um, he's better than I expected, and his shot is better than I than I thought too. And it doesn't even feel like he's. I mean, maybe he has scratched the surface of what he can do. But knowing Nick isn't going to play, I mean, I don't know. The board burden isn't the proper word, but maybe a little right. bit more of that goes on someone like an Anthony Black. Absolutely, and he has he has played so well. He's even been better than advertised, as you said. And he's just always under control. He's smooth. He's fluid. I mean, he's a lot like Lee Mayberry, who was six two. You know, he's almost six eight, and he just always makes the simple pass. He, he can make a very uh, tough pass in traffic. He's great in transition. He's good in the half court. He mails his free throws. He, he plays like you know, a coach's son, doesn't he, Coach Z? Like, he, I don't know he, if this he, he really is, does. but he does. Like, he's just very cerebral and under – and yep. the thing I love, watching a guy that plays under control, he still beats people to the loose balls. He's still the first one oh, yeah. there, and it doesn't – and he looks like he's gliding around. Yeah, and, and Matt, I think you'll like this. And, you know, and I, and I coached high school basketball. I always loved my kids that, that, that played football. And yes, sir. He, he, play, he played a lot of football. Yes. And Anthony – He's tough. Kind of yeah, that. he's tough, and he and not that non-football kids aren't, but there is a difference. Yes, There's one hundred percent a difference. And Anthony Black played a lot of football, and he is a, he's got that to him. He's not afraid of contact. He's the nicest kid off the court, just a really really nice kid. But on the court, he don't mind hitting you, and that's why I think like when we went to Maui, we were all surprised that there was Anthony talking a little trash and, and kind of bowing up on guys and throwing his chest into guys, and he he, he does have a lot of football in him. And I think that helps him as the point guard of this team. And uh, I tell you what, he's a good player. He just knows how to play. I love it. And, and I think that he's he's always under control. We hadn't seen him get upset or mad or out of control yet. And most college basketball players, you see that at times, the emotions of the game. And he's not he's not let that out any. And I think that that's a positive thing. And, you know, this team's had, you know, two good players not playing all the games, Trevin and Nick. And these guys hadn't missed a beat. It, it, yeah, if you take yeah, out, they, I was going to say, Phil, you take out Brazil, Anthony Black's leading the team in rebounding assists and steals. And I love that stat line about him. <laughs> he can do it. Blocks, too. You, he can do it. Well, he's Mitchell's leading blocks. But he he's he does a, he fills up the stat sheet, man. He's going to yeah. get two or three assists, two or three steals, five or six rebounds, you know, and he's very efficient. He's he's fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. And it'll be, it'll be good. And see, and talking, switching back to LSU a little bit, you know, when you're talking about Arkansas being the favorite, LSU is just he's happening. He, he had zero people on the roster. You know, by by the middle mm-hmm. of uh, by the by, by early April. Zim, it's nuts. And, you look you look at McMahon's roster. It's like I mean, he's got three of his best players from Murray State, Little Rock's yeah. own Justice Hill running the point, the juice, yeah. and the top six scorers for LSU played for other Division One yeah, teams last year. Yeah, yeah, and and we say we've got another team, but we still have Devo and Kamani. We always have two or three or four. To tie everything back together, and they didn't have that, and and I think that's going to be telling for them as they get in the league. I look at Derek Fountain, who's a I've always thought was a very talented player. He's a six ten kid from Mississippi, and he, he signed at Mississippi State. He was a recruited kid, and he could hardly ever play at Mississippi State in the two years he was there. Hardly could ever get on the floor. You know, when he comes to LSU and he's starting, and he's one of their better players, and so I think that tells you uh, a little bit about where they're trying to build. And yeah, it'll be interesting tonight with Justice Hill and. You know, uh, we took uh, Coach Anderson's staff took a commitment from Justice, and he was in the ninth grade. And then he remember he came up to Arkansas for a semester. He won that football state title, 
and then he didn't he didn't stay for his high school basketball season. He came to Fayetteville in January of 2019, and he was there that 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 one semester. And then when Coach Musk came in, he left. So you know he's playing his home state, a place where he was actually on campus. So you know he'll be a motivated player too, right? And so uh, th- th- all that'll be interesting to watch it play out tonight at, at the Maravich Assembly Center. Zim, last thing, and, and then and then we'll let you go. I heard from a little birdie in a tree yesterday that you did the pregame interview with Eric Musselman, which is rare because it's always yeah. the play-by-play guy. But Phil Brahm, right. I think, is calling the game with you, yeah. and uh, I don't know if he was able to be at practice. So how did that? Uh, the pregame <laughs> interview with Musk go? Well, it, it went well. Musk said I did a good job, so I appreciated that. But it was funny because uh, typical Coach Musk fashion, we, we go in there to shoot. We walk out on the court, and he said, "Z, let's go ahead and knock out that. Let's go ahead and knock out the pregame interview. Let's get that done." And of course, Chuck's not with us, and Phil was flying in last night from. He lives in Winston Salem, North Carolina. He works for Learfield, and I did a game with him back in 2018 on a Friday night in Bud Walton. They they brought him in because Chuck was with football, and you must have been gone with a basketball women's basketball trip because you weren't working mm-hmm. football yet. But anyway, Phil's really good, and so I just. Uh, I called Chuck real quick and I said, I, I got to record this deal. And he said, just do it on your phone. So I just, uh, I just pulled my phone out and said, coach, let's knock it out. And, uh, you know, it was about a four minute interview. And he, of course, you know, how coach Musk is you, all you got needs about three or four questions and he, and he runs with it, you know, so he's, he's really good, but he wanted to knock it out. I think sometimes he likes to get it done and that way he don't have to worry about it on game day. And a lot of times he has to do it on game day, but it's just one less thing he has to worry about. Get that, get that out of the way. We'll see, you and you and Coach Muss have something in common. Four questions is fifteen minutes, and you can leave it at that. Zim, we there appreciate you, you man. Missy, Missy here in Memphis. We'll we'll see you back in Fayetteville soon. All right, guys. All right, Phil. All right, Matt. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Coach Matt Zimmerman, yeah, media superstar as well as he's the man. I, I like Coach, Coach Z. Oh, yeah. He he would come on the show the at the at the other station, Phil, and and it, uh, he always brought it like he did right there. He always bring. I love talking with him. Matt Zimmerman brings it everywhere he goes. He don't know how. He, he don't know how south, right? He doesn't know anywhere anywhere else to go. Any else? How? Can't even talk anywhere else to do it. I think it's called a million miles a minute. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, we won't have the call of basketball tonight. So if you want to hear it, um, I recommend using the Varsity Network app. It's put out by Learfield. All the Arkansas athletics broadcasts: baseball, women's basketball, football, what have you. All the coaches shows are also there uh, if we don't have it on hitthatline.com. All right, we're more back with more first quarter halftime-ish after this. Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith has what you need to make this New Year's Eve wonder remember. They have a wide selection of champagnes and sparkling wines to get everyone in the proper mood before the ball drops at midnight. Eastside Liquor also has whip shots from Cardi B, vodka-infused whipped cream in flavors like mocha, caramel, vanilla, and peppermint. Get by Eastside Liquor at 9390 Rogers Avenue and stock up for your New Year's celebration. Rolling on the steel Took me out Took me back 
Welcome back to Halftime with Phil Olson and Matt Jones. Got a question or comment for the guys? Give them a call or send them a text at 877-377-6963. Let's get back to the show with the voice of Arkansas Razorback baseball, Phil Olson, and Razorback football legend, Matt Jones. We do have phone lines open for this segment if you want to get on 877-377-6963. Join us on a shortened edition of Halftime, First Quarter Brunch, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Let's see, bowl games last night. Memphis beats Utah State in the first responder bowl. Matt, that was at the old Cotton Bowl. Oh, yeah. I don't think hosts all that many... Doesn't host many college games any longer. They still have they those. Do, they still have that one. It's kind of they still have those columns up, like when you go to a baseball park, and you can kind of sometimes get a bad seat if that foul pole's in your way or something. You know, most most of the time you don't, but that old Cotton Bowl still has some of those areas where you kind of got to get the right seat. Really, they have obstructed views in the. Co- I've never been inside the old Cotton Bowl unless, let you know, it was what two thousand one when I played there. So I mean, it's it's uh, two decades. So I don't know if they've changed it much or not, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's a beautiful stadium. It's a whole beautiful stadium. Drive by it some, you know, it's right there at the State Fair area. You can you can see the stadium when you're, I forget the name of the interstate, when you're going almost right through the middle of town. Three different Utah State quarterbacks threw an interception yesterday. Oh, no. That's a rare kind of a hat trick, isn't it? Got to be a rare hat trick. Uh, Buffalo, able to get out of the, well, I guess they got out of, um, I guess they got out of Buffalo before, um, the stuff hit the fan, and the Bulls beat Georgia Southern 23-21 to finish 7-6. and six. East Carolina, you got a feel for this Grayson McCall. Do you see this, the quarterback for Coastal Carolina that went in the transfer portal but played in the bowl game? He was the three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year, uh, quarter, greatest quarterback in the history of Coastal Carolina football. Uh, he's in the transfer portal, took a head injury apparently yesterday, scoring a touchdown. Oh. Um, you know, so wasn't able to finish the game. And the East Carolina quarterback, Holton Ehlers, dominated with six touchdowns, five in the air, and one running touchdown. Um, hopefully it's not nothing too serious for McCall um, because there are going to be a lot of programs that are looking at uh, the three-time reigning Sunbelt Player of the Year. And Wisconsin beat Oklahoma State 24-17. to to finish, uh, Cowboys finished seven and six after a five and zero start. Not the greatest year from Mike Gundy's Cowboys. Uh, they were they were one of the hot teams in the uh, Big Twelve for a minute with five consecutive wins to start the year. I know another team that did the same thing. The Razorbacks are playing that team today, and the one game that Kansas uh, won in the final six that they played. Um, was Oklahoma State. Oh, my goodness. In fact, that was the only win they, they was their only win in the last seven games that they played was uh, was Oklahoma State. So not, not the best of years for Mike Gundy and the Cowboys. So that was yesterday. Uh, what do we got going on today? First of all, we've got to make some picks, too, which I guess would include the Liberty Bowl. Yes, sir. I'll pick that one, too. We've got four bowl games today. So uh, what's our what, – are, did anybody gain ground yesterday, Matt? Man, I had a decent day. I think I only missed one. Uh, and then – then uh, so we got Aldi at plus 8, you're at plus 11, and I'm plus 12. Maybe it's because I'm the one that gets to keep the score. So it's like – oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's uh, – well, I got mean. lucky. I only missed the Utah State game yesterday, but I who who knows? Who knows how that happened? 
oh, these are just it's all luck basically when it comes down to this. You know, if you've done the if you've done the research, any sort of research on these on these bowl games, the rabbit holes you can go down. I mean, I mean, I go down rabbit holes getting ready for broadcasts. But you, I'm not going to go down rabbit holes getting ready for the, you know, for the military bowl or for the holiday bowl to figure out who it is I'm going to pick. I, I did for the Arkansas-Kansas game, but I know what you're saying. Yes, you, you kind of get more analytical and, and look. And, and one of the stats that Kansas that, that got me was that they're fifth in the country in yards per play. So they're going to move the ball. I mean, if you're fifth in the country, that's I mean, I know they're in the Big 12 and, and they're six and six, but that that means they're moving the ball a little bit. Seven yards per play. Um, they spread the ball out. They've had six players with at least 15 or more receptions. Uh-huh. Two of them are tight ends. They they spread it out, and they've got an interesting offense that occasionally will run like a like a quasi-triple option, but they might pass out of it sometimes. It's, it's a different look, one that the Razorbacks have not seen and one that they probably won't ever see again. Um, but I can't go into this Liberty Bowl by thinking that anybody other than Arkansas. Is I think, win. Uh, yeah, they should they're, win. They're they're still the favorite, and and look, I mean, if this can, the, what is my over under at right now? I Seventy, sixty nine and a half. Sorry, yeah, but sixty nine and a half. It was it was for a minute. I didn't go back and look at this, but when the bowl when bowl season, the lines were put out in front of us. Uh, the Liberty Bowl was was expected to be the fourth highest scoring bowl game according to the odds, and it still might be the case. Although Oregon North Carolina with the high powered quarterback battle, uh, the over under on that game in the Holiday Bowl tonight is seventy five. Oh my goodness! Oregon thirteen point favorite quarterback matchup though, Phil. We were talking about that's that's probably the best two quarterbacks that are playing against each other. Not the best two quarterbacks necessarily in the country, but the best two that are going against each other. I think the problem for North Carolina, and I don't know how many players have have departed that program, but I think they've been ravaged by the transfer portal and by opt-outs. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense for Carolina to be a 13-point underdog, even though they got to fly across the country. So, uh, all right, let's make these picks, and then and then we'll take our break because we're going to be do it. in a moment. Uh, all right, Liberty Bowl, Arkansas, pretty easy one for me. It's uh, Kansas versus Arkansas, Matty T. Okay. So I would say it'd be easy, but nope. I got tells. So you got Arkansas. I do got Arkansas. Uh, we we the got Aldi quarters allowed to keep its job. <laughs> I mean, it, you always trust the Aldi quarter. We yes. got uh, the Military Bowl. It's UCF and Duke. Uh, I'll go first this one, and I'll take Duke. I also got Duke. Hmm. Uh, give me, give me the fighting, give me the fighting Gusses. I like it. I like it. See, I wonder if Kansas has a little bit. I think everybody kind of had a little bit of that Gus Malzahn offense where they're doing that run-pass option, which you're saying how they can run the option out of and pass. Like, Gus, Gus does a little bit of that. Uh, Oregon, North Carolina. I'm, I, I mean, that's going to be a fun one. Kicks off uh, an hour uh, hour before the, the basketball game. I need two TVs to, to watch those. Um, Matty T., you want to go first? Yes, give me tells. North Carolina. The Tar Heels, the old Butch Davises. Uh, I'm going to go Oregon. I'm going to go Duck Soup. I'm going to go with the fighting Dan Lanning's Bo Nixes. Give me Oregon. We had Give me a, the Ducks, Chuck. We had a <laughs> we had a buddy in, in Freddie T. Uh, he you saw. Anyway, we'll, t- we'll tell that story later. Um, we got the the tax act during the third <laughs> the, the unofficial third hour of the right, show. Right, you got to you got to tune into the podcast. Uh, 
Uh, we got the Tax Act Texas Bowl. I didn't think they had a state uh, t- tax in Texas Bowl, so maybe it's just all in this one bowl game. Uh, Texas Tech versus Ole Miss. I'm going to go SEC. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to go against uh, against Ole Miss. And they've got their quarterback-running back combination still, and uh, it's going to be tough for Texas Tech to take them down. Yeah, I'll take the Rebels. Oh, boy. <laughs> Texas Tech. Heads. Darn it! He didn't. It sounds like you don't believe in that one I, very much. I don't. I almost I, changed the tech when I, when I found out that what the quarter was doing. The one time that I changed before, it messed everything up. So I just can't. You got to stick to it. That's right. Or else it doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be one hundred percent total belief in what the Aldi quarter says. There's tacos on the line. I mean, he knows. His, we all know what's the. His, we all know what's up. His faith is beginning to crack just Ooh. a tiny little bit. We did practice last yeah. night. We went for Taco Tuesday. <laughs> That's make sure funny. we do, make sure we know how to do it. Smart move. Smart move. Leads me to remind everybody about getting over to Joe's Grilling Cantina today because not only during today's games, both of them, but the all, the entire day, half-price apps and half-price taps. That's the daily special today at Joe's Grilling Cantina in Fort Smith. Now, you can spend the entire afternoon and evening there watching the Liberty Bowl and Arkansas LSU basketball, and you'll never miss a single play because there's a television everywhere you look. Plus, half-price apps and beers all throughout the day. Joe's Grilling Cantina, that's at 3400 South 74th and Fort Smith, right across from Harps. Open Tuesday through Saturday. You can go to joesfortsmith.com or download the Waiter app to put in an order. And our number one of an early halftime is finished right after this. I got just enough money to pay my transportation. It's football playoff and bowl season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. With 64-inch TVs everywhere, cold beer, delicious burgers, and you-know wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch all the playoff and bowl games. So bring the gang and join us this playoff and bowl season at our Conway, Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, and Fort Smith locations. Buffalo Wild Wings, your home for the big games. Roar! Down on Ramrod Key, the 
Make sure to follow Halftime on Twitter at HitThatLineAR and on Facebook and Instagram at HitThatLine. Now back to Halftime with Phil Elson and Matt Jones. So uh, we had a great meal uh, last night. The Learfield crew went out to this place called Flights. Uh, just a flight, just a few blocks away from the Peabody Hotel. And they specialize in uh, a flight of food. You know how you get a flight of beer, a flight of wine. It's three different tastes. They do the same Smaller thing. Smaller portions, like four ounces, yeah. And that's right. That's right. So it was. Uh, it was really. It was delicious. It was so a what you get like a slider, a rainbow trout. I got the Louisiana redfish and the veal scallopini Ooh. and the diver sea scallop wow. all mixed together. You know what I didn't order? And I've never seen this on the menu before. This was a part of a special chef's flight that had the uh, Wagyu tenderloin. It had ostrich meat. And I've never seen this on a menu before, and I will never order it. Kangaroo loin. Hmm. I'm. I think I'm never. I don't think so. You go ever ostrich over kangaroo. A pouch. Is there any animal you would go eat ostrich? Their loin? Well, I've had pork loin before. That's right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've had sirloin. It's something about a kangaroo. But I don't loin. want. I don't. I don't really. I don't want to know what. I don't want to be the person that says, you know what? You told me this tastes like chicken, and it just doesn't. I would imagine kangaroo. I mean, this is an animal that can box people. Yeah. You see how I'm buff not they are. Box Seems like it's it's all, it would taste muscle. a little earthy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had I mean, a bison burger. A, What's the strangest thing you've had? Bison burger's good. I've had a bison. I've had a bison burger years ago, but I'm trying to think like a uh, that quail egg or or um, what? What uh, have you had? Snake? I once ate. I once ate on the island of this might have been in St. Thomas. I once ate bullfoot soup. It was one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten. You heard that word correctly. Should it was it be the like foot hoof? of a bull Ugh. in soup. Yes. What do they call that? I a thought it should be hoof. Hoof is probably something that's a little bit unappetizing to say. But then you look at a foot of a bowl in gelatinous glop, and you're like, this is a meal? I'd eat kangaroo meat in front of that, man, and then hop around for a while. And we're into the second hour of halftime, speaking of hopping around for a while. We've got the phone lines open for the next segment, 877-377-6963. And please tell me, how exactly do you cook a kangaroo, and why would you eat it? Maybe some sports, too. That's next. When you need a plumber, call the name you know and trust. Ashley Air. The same great people that take care of your heating and cooling system can also meet your plumbing needs. Right now, take $50 off any plumbing repair or get a $129 drain cleaning plus a two-year parts and labor warranty. Restrictions apply. If you have clogged drains, Ashley Air is the one to call. Go to AshleyAir.com to schedule your plumbing service. That's AshleyAir.com. Proud sponsors of Razorback Athletics. Hi, this is Ricky Smith, head basketball coach for the Northside Lady Bears. I dial 782-8940. That's 782-8940. This is Northside head basketball coach Eric Burnett. I call 782-8940. That's 782-8940. Take advantage of York Factor rebates on high-efficiency HVAC products. 782-8940. 
Wheels RV wants you to seek out all the natural state has to offer this year. Explore Arkansas in a new RV from Grand Design, Forest River, KZ, Heartland, Keystone, or Alliance. All the best brands at the best prices. Enjoy peace of mind with our lifetime warranty on every new RV and a mobile service shuttle to keep you camping. So come on in and discover why Wheels was voted the best RV dealership in Northwest Arkansas. Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. Papa's Pub and Pizzeria is the number one place to watch every Arkansas basketball game this season. The Hogzilla Specialty Pizza is only $16.99. The Hogzilla Specialty Pizza is made with pulled pork from New Myers Rib Room, sausage, Canadian bacon, pepperoni, crispy bacon, and cheese. Dusted with New Myers Rib Room. Hop on the must bus for every Arkansas basketball game at Papa's. 508 Garrison Avenue in downtown Fort Smith. Papa's Pub and Pizzeria, the best darn pizza in Fort Smith, perhaps the world. Up to $12,000 off on premium pre-owned vehicles at Harry Robinson's Salisaw Ford. The biggest savings are right on the front row. The manager specials, huge variety, great selection, and even bigger savings with up to $12,000 off. Most of these vehicles still have factory warranty remaining, so you can buy with confidence. And nobody will pay more for your trade than Harry Robinson. Up to $12,000 off on pre-owned vehicles. Harry Robinson's Salisaw Ford. One mile south of exit 308 off of I-40 in Salisaw. ESPN Arkansas weather. For today, lots of sunshine. Our high this afternoon will be in the middle 50s with winds out of the south, 20 to near 45 miles per hour. Mostly cloudy sky tonight, overnight lows in the mid to upper 40s. And then we'll see a chance of a few showers or rumbles of thunder on Thursday. Highs in the middle of 60s. I'm Sally Russell with your forecast on ESPN Arkansas. The weather is brought to you by Carco Auto Cells. Give them a call at 783-1722 or check them out online at buyfromcarco.com. I hate everything you just said. KERX Parasport Smith. This is Halftime. Coming at you from the Bushlight Studios on ESPN 95.3. They're hilarious. Broadcasting on ESPN Arkansas and streaming on HitThatLine.com. We got a good one tonight. You got a team in here that doesn't respect you. Live from the Bushlight Studios. Don't ask me if I'm all right. What can you say, Dominic? And we're not doing it. We're going to go get one and celebrate on somebody else's field. Matt Jones may take it to the house and the dunk. You said you had very motivational words at halftime. It's halftime with Phil Olson and Matt Jones. Produced by Matt Travis. Hold the roll, hold Let's go, man. I'm as frustrated as, as I've been uh, the first half. Do we believe? Yes, Second half, uh, very happy. It is vintage Matt Jones. Now, here's Phil Olson and Matt Jones. We're not making any excuses, none. We've got enough good players on our football team that we can go out and win a football game, and that's the expectation we have and the players have. We're not new. We've all been on the football team all year. You're going to see a few faces that you're not familiar with, but the practices have been lively, and they have been physical, and uh, Dalton was 100% correct. Back. Halftime. 
Maddie T and myself and uh, Phil Elson. I think he just had a little connection issue there because he is in Memphis, Tennessee. That's right. Phil, get it back. I'm back and, now. And back. Oh, there he is. Yeah, there was just a little blip in the uh, in the ether of the Ethernet or the internet or however it is. I'm connected here, but I think we're back up and working for this brunch uh, edition of halftime. Time yeah. People are already saying that uh, we should always go directly from the morning rush into halftime. That it's a perfect transition. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, especially, where, what do we have? we got a 1 o'clock Ruskin and Zach. We've got one thirty Learfield pregame. We certainly do. It's going to be a great day. It's holiday hours around it here. Is. We're, we're going to have a good day with it. Uh, I, I'm excited, Maddie T. I, I don't know about you, uh, but this is a fun day to be a sports fan. Uh, soccer started back up. I know not a lot of people like soccer, but you got the bowl seasons going. You got some good games today. Uh, to look at this UCF-Duke game, uh, then Kansas-Arkansas, then Oregon-North Carolina uh, Texas Tech, Ole Miss. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch the Kansas Arkansas game and try to catch some of that Oregon North Carolina game. I, I really want to see those two quarterbacks play and, and see how they operate. Uh, see, see see them for a half and, and uh, that that Derek May kid's supposed to be a, a stud. We've seen Bo Nix play and and at Auburn for a couple years and now he's out there in the, in the West Coast. So that'd be interesting uh, to see them play. We do have a caller on the line. This thing let's working? do it. Hey, we, there's Phil's back. Are we back? You are back. Are we back? You're you back and better than call? ever. Yeah, let's take... Well, we'll see how long that holds, <laughs> uh, but it should hold for the time being. But go. let's take the phone call and then and then see if this thing is still working once that caller is done. Hi. You're on halftime. What's hey, going on? This is Wade from Branch. Now, this is Wade. Hey, I hope you had a great Christmas, and I hope you have a ne- happy New Year's, and... I want to. I want to get in on this prediction as far as the uh, uh, football games and one basketball game. Let's hear it. You had Arkansas. You got Arkansas over uh, Arkansas against Kansas. I've got Arkansas. I'm not picking points. I'm not picking Arkansas straight up. Uh, Duke and UCF. I want to go with a nudge to take UCF. Uh, Oregon, North Carolina. I'm going with Carolina. Texas Tech and Ole Miss, I'm going with the SEC, uh, Ole Miss. And I want to say Arkansas basketball, they'll probably win by seven. And another thing, uh, talk, you talked about uh, some of the food that you've eaten before. When I was growing up in California, as a kid, I had, actually, I had rattlesnake. There we I go. I ate rattlesnake. You did it in cold butter I, or warm butter? It wasn't it, it wasn't that bad. It, it was kind of like uh, uh, frog legs, and it was kind of like a delicacy. And if it, it, if they told me it wasn't rattlesnake, I probably would have liked it a little better. <laughs> was it a little but, chewy? Uh, was it a little gummy, like a little chewy, or did, did it kind of kind of meet off? Kind of, kind of so, but it wasn't. It was filling, though. I enjoyed it. Like a scallop. <laughs> yeah, I always kind of think that it tastes maybe like a little scallop or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it really it really surprised me. But, Did you uh, eat it in front of it, other rattlesnakes so they know not to mess with you? Oh, it was it, yeah, it was it was good. So, I mean, uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, that's the only time I only tried, tried it one time, but that's it. So, but anyway, uh, you guys have a great New Year, and uh, uh, good great. luck to the hog tonight. Yeah, good luck. 
Good luck with your next uh, with your next snake meal. It's good to hear from you. You don't eat the rattle itself. Um, it seems like it'd be a little crunchy. You stop once you. No, get you the save rattle. that and make it. In, you turn it into a baby toy. Yeah, right. That's yeah. basically the same thing. Or a keychain. Matt, right. you mentioned Our the battle Christmas of, tournament. You mentioned the battle of the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks in this game are are fun to watch. I mean, you know about KJ. KJ does a little bit more running than Jalen Daniels does. Uh, Daniels averaging, I think it's seven, a little over seven carries per game. KJ about 14, a little more than 14 carries per game. That does mix in the, the sacks. That counts as a carry, uh-huh. too. And, and like, a, you know, Kansas does not really allow a lot of tackles for loss or sacks. They play fast. So it's tough to get into the backfield. Yeah, they, they get well, rid of the ball I, I quick, think, yeah. I, I th- well, and maybe maybe the style of the offense is to just get rid of the ball a little bit quicker, um, you know. And and there aren't a lot of sacks that go along with, uh, with with an option. Although if you tackle a quarterback behind the line of scrimmage, it's still a sack. Even on a run play, in yep. that case, it it just hasn't happened very often. And I mean, to your point, Matt, about the 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 yards per play, like this is who Kansas is. This is they have almost the entire team back on their offense is pretty much exactly what they had throughout the regular season seven yards per play for the uh for the offense for kansas you know and and i mean the arkansas defense might have the opportunity to to make some plays um they they will turn it over um so that you know i think you have the opportunity maybe to strip the ball away um you know if you can Get your hands on a couple of passes. Um, I think that, but but otherwise, like I do expect to see a pretty high scoring game here. I think Arkansas should move the ball against this Kansas defense. I don't think it's a an incredibly strong defense, and I think you got your running backs. You have your your full set of running backs. You got to get Rocket and this running game going. You know, in Arkansas wins this year. They've averaged 270 yards per game on the ground, about 100 yards less in the six losses. And, I mean, it was right there in front of you in the month of November. In the, three, in the one win, you ran for over 320 yards against Ole Miss. In the three losses, you couldn't even get to 150 yards. And you could tell early in the game that it was going to be a slog. So I wonder in this game, Matt, like this is a game where – does the run open up the pass, or is it vice versa? Yeah, you, you got to see what they're going to come out there and do on defense. And, and Phil, to, to your point in that Ole Miss game and to, to watch this Arkansas team, and, and I just want them to start fast and play all four quarters. Like uh, That was kind of the theme uh, this year, it seemed like, Phil, that we didn't really play a complete game. Uh, a lot of mental mistakes, a lot of turnovers early. I mean, we turned the ball over in the first quarter just as much as I've ever seen any team. So let, let, let's let's take take advantage of of the ball and and hold on to the most precious thing out there. I mean, that you you can't win if you don't have the football. And I want to see us run the ball, and I think they will try to stop the run. I still don't think they can. That 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 being said, they they've been giving up a lot of rushing yards at Kansas defense. And we have some horses, man. A.J. Green, DeBinion, I'd like to see both them. I'd like to see all three of our running backs have good games, but I'd really like to see those back. And and feel we were able to keep them all in the transfer portal. I was kind of worried about having all three running backs come back that you might see one of those guys go. Um, but I'd like to see give 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 some of those fresh give Dominion a, a tw- I mean don't as long as he's earned it you know you don't give kids anything but as long as he earned it man I'd love to see our running backs just take over. You know I felt the same way about the running back room last year that nobody went into the transfer portal and I thought like it was a shock you know because 
I think any one of them, really. I mean, uh, the, the same with Dominique Johnson, who, uh-huh. who knows if his career will, will be the same. But A.J. Green, I think Dubinion, too, you know, at, at, at other schools maybe could be a featured back. Maybe not SEC level, um, but they, I mean, those guys could run for, I, I think, just about any other team. I think Dubinion is going to be better and better each year, Phil. I, I really like uh, – he, he's he's kind of low man, third man on that totem pole right now. But uh, going into next year, man, I, I think we're going to – I think he'll have a big game if he's going to get opportunities. And then A.J. Green, I, you know I love some A.J. Green, Phil. He, to me, he has the best hands out of any running back we have on our team. Uh, you get him the ball in space, and, and, and he can make people miss. Yeah, he's your screen guy, right? See, uh, A.J., he only caught two passes. That's a bit of a surprise because you think he might. Uh, he's very natural, man, the catching the ball. Game. Yeah. Dubinion caught nine passes, uh, and, and Green just, just the two. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's an interesting. Uh, here's an interesting. Uh, this will be a parlay, really, when it comes down to it, because you need two things to happen for it to work on the bet. Sarah's and at Pete in Cave City uh, found this one. He likes it. I like this one too. Plus three fifty. KJ Jefferson, thirty nine yards rushing or more, and Devo Davis, four or more rebounds. Like that should make sense, right? I, I would imagine Devo is going to pull down. Four rebounds, like he's going to start with Nick Smith not playing. Devo gets those minutes. I think he get four rebounds maybe in the first half. KJ Jefferson over thirty nine rushing yards, and if Arkansas wins this game, he's going to have more than that. Keep in mind though, the sacks do count against rushing yards. Um, all right, we're going to break here in a moment because Danny West is joining us from twenty four seven Sports, getting into the Arkansas uh, incoming class, maybe some thoughts on where they can look in the transfer portal for uh, for more reinforcements leading into the 2023 season and remind you about Washita Farms that makes Lark the full spectrum seltzer that you've probably been enjoying all football season so uh, pop open an ice cold Lark today and use it as a mixer or you can drink it by itself there's no alcohol in Lark not at all there's no sugar either no carbs no calories so it's great for the dieters You can catch a buzz with no booze because Lark has the perfect balance of hemp-derived THC and CBD. And you find Lark at your local adult beverage store or just have it shipped to your doorstep. To do that, visit LarkHemp.com. But you got to be 21 years of age or older to consume Lark. Danny West from 24-7 Sports after this. Boy, you got a prayer in Memphis. Stop by Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith at 9390 Rogers Avenue and check out their full selection of Tommy Bahama spirits. Get whisked away to Island Paradise with excellence you can taste. Eastside Liquor carries Tommy Bahama Island Gin, Rye Whiskey, Bourbon Whiskey, Rum, and Tommy Bahama Vodkas, Mango, Cucumber, and Neutral. Get by Eastside Liquor today and try the multiple award-winning Tommy Bahama spirits.
to Halftime with Phil Elson and Matt Jones. Got a question or comment for the guys? Give them a call or send them a text at 877-377-6963. Let's get back to the show with the voice of Arkansas Razorback baseball, Phil Elson, and Razorback football legend, Matt Jones. We are joined by Danny West from hogsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Here on an early edition of Halftime, Danny, it is uh, it has been uh, about a handful of days since the well, it's been a week since the uh, national the early signing period uh, started. It has come and gone now, and uh, have you been able to rest up at all since uh, that the craziness of those? Really, it's just the first day. It's not the it's not those three days. Yeah, yeah, we've had a pretty good uh, pretty good relaxation the last few days. We've uh, yeah. Truth be told, guys, I'm still in Kansas City. We're still doing uh, family stuff in Kansas City this week. But, yeah, it's been a good uh, relaxing trip, finally. You know, it seemed like uh, seemed like a month of just a whirlwind there. But finally slowing down a little bit, trying to catch our breath for the next big wave that's sure to come. Obviously, January 4th through the 8th going to be a really busy time again for Arkansas. Got several transfers that are expected to be coming in. We know of. You know, at least one so far, the, the tight end transfer out of North Texas, Jake Roberts, Arkansas has already offered his little brother, too, for the class of 2025. So trying to uh, double back and and uh, check off the boxes on the back end of that one, too. But probably going to see several defensive players in that weekend, if I had to guess. Obviously, Travis Williams got a little bit of a late start, but trying to make up for that and put the finishing touches on this class but yeah it's hard to believe it's already been a week and uh starting to put that one behind us already and move on to the you know the remaining targets the 2024 targets and obviously transfers are going to dominate the dominate the headlines over the next few weeks i would i would assume yeah they they most definitely are um and it looks to me like Arkansas uh, made a couple, got a couple of good ones that came in uh, that decided to join the program, getting John Morgan, a good edge rusher out of Pitt, and uh, Antonio Greer, a uh, linebacker who spent most of the year injured but had been productive when he was healthy during his career at South Florida. I mean, these are these are guys that are plug and play. They, they're coming here to play, and they're coming here to start, and they're coming yeah. here to be productive in the SEC because we see them all say it's like, like John Morgan said, big boy football, SEC. He played for a good program. He played in a decent league. But it isn't the SEC, and that seems to matter a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, fans ought to be excited about that guy. I think I put on Twitter, as soon as he committed, you'll take another Jordan Dominic. You know, Jordan never had six and a half tackles in the season. I think he got close last year, maybe five, five and a half down at Georgia Tech. And uh, obviously put up six and a half this year. That's a really big number. And the SEC obviously helped Arkansas lead the SEC for, um, throughout the year and, and led the country for the better part of it in sacks this year. And, uh, you know, we've, we've made a big deal about that the last few years, if we're being honest. You know, Arkansas's lack of a pass rush. Now, granted, you know, number 42 has a lot to do with that, or it did. And now, obviously, Drew Sanders not available anymore. But if this uh, Jordan... I'm sorry, John Morgan can be anything like Jordan Dominic. I'm sure you'll be excited about him next year. You know, it's kind of been the trend. You mentioned veteran guys. You know, uh, it, it seems to me that they want either a big body or a big body of work when it comes to transfers. That's kind of been the trend. 
And uh, most of the guys that they brought in so far have had both, you know, really old, mature, seasoned veteran guys, been in the weight room for three or four years, have played for three or four years. And typically, you know, uh, there's a lot of, uh, we'll call them sexy names that hit the portal after a year. And you don't see Arkansas just make a move immediately. I think people are confused by that. You know, they see that former four five-star guy in the transfer portal after six, 12 months. And everybody in Arkansas says, hey, there's a connection there. The kid wanted to come to Arkansas out of high school. Well, first of all, he probably should have when he had the chance. And secondly, you know, there's really not a, a big body of work there for Sam Pittman to look at and say, this is the type of player we'd be getting. This is the type of uh, student he would be in the classroom, type of person he'd be in the community. All those things matter, too. So to this particular coaching staff, I'm saying. So, you know, we've seen them pass on quite a few guys. And, and uh, uh, you know, the, the trend continues. They're still going after these really old, experienced guys. And I, I seem to like that a little bit. It seems like you know what you're getting. Uh, more often than not. Yeah, uh, Danny, I talked to one of my buddies, a Florida alum, and he, he was talking about that old lineman that, uh, that Pitt, Pittman recruited at Georgia that's coming to Arkansas. He said he would start right away. What, what are your, Do you think he's going to start if he comes in and doing things the right way? Is he talented enough to, to start on that offensive line? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's good enough. You know, they, they were playing him at tackle down there, Matt, and I'm not sure he's a tackle. Right. And, uh, I, think they, I think they figured that out, and I think Joshua Braun himself figured that out. And, uh, you know, he was simply playing out of place there um, right before he got into the portal there. But I think he's a guard. Obviously, you've got some things you can do with Bo Lemmer uh, going to the center spot potentially for next year. And uh, we heard Coach Pittman talk quite a bit about that this past week, trying to sell him on that and get him back for, for next year. And uh, There's a lot to that. You know, it's a big, big job uh, for, for anybody. But I think Bo would be fine at that. And then, of course, opens up a guard spot. So, yeah, I think they're uh, I think they're projecting this guy to come in and start right away anyway. And I don't think they're done on that O-line yet. I think they realize, you know, throughout the course of the year that one thing to be bigger and stronger and, and, and all that stuff in August than your, than your competition. But, man, you start losing weight throughout the year. And, you know, we could talk all day about strength and conditioning and nutrition and, and some of the things that went on there. But, Man, it just seemed like they lost a lot of push. And um, sometimes down the final stretch, yeah, that has a lot to do with how you're taking care of them in the weight room, nutrition, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, man, it seems like the talent could still use a little bit of an uptick too. So it wouldn't shock me if they're going to swing for the fences now for maybe a, an offensive tackle or two in the transfer portal. We'll see how that works out. But, yeah, I don't think they're done on that old line yet. I think they've they've identified some issues. Yeah, I thought tackle would be it would be something that they would be attacking in that transfer portal because I mean I know there are guys you know that that were backup tackles this last year that they like and 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 would like to see play, but you got to create competition too, you know, within the team to for somebody to to earn a starting spot. I'm thinking of like someone like a Marion Harris. So you know, to bring in more established guys certainly creates that that sort of competition, and it's it's healthy competition at the same time. And and really, I mean, you need you need a little more defensive tackle too. Um, you know, I think I think right now they need tackles on both sides of the ball. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, you know, I heard Coach Pittman say this: um, if you want 
an offensive lineman to learn every position, play him at center. And, and I think there's a lot to that. And uh, uh, point being, they've had several like that, guys that you talked about, Marion Harris, uh, Takias Crawford, maybe some of these guys that have been backups at the tackle positions, you know, with the bowl game, they're able to slide down closer to the ball, center guards, to learn more. I think there's a lot of value in those 15 practices that we probably haven't even talked about. You basically get another spring ball, uh, you know, after uh, 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 before the first of the year. So that's a really good thing. I think some of those guys have taken some strides, but um, yeah, still you got to fill some immediate spots, man. There were times this year where they just looked lost on the edge, and uh, I think they can improve their athleticism uh, at the tackle spots. I think they've They've probably taken a dip if you compare it to where they were 10, year, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. seemed like they were getting a little more higher, higher caliber offensive tackle out of high school. And uh, I think they're close on some of these 2024 guys. They missed on several in 23 that probably could have put this class over the top. You mentioned defensive tackle recruiting. We saw them uh, bring in several four- or five-star types early in the year. And then, of course, signing day rolls around and you didn't get any of them. Well, the good news is you are getting the right guys on campus. They are still interested. But now you got to find a way to close the deal, man. There's a, I'm not going to say a long way to go on the offensive and defensive lines, but they've still got plenty of work to do on both. Danny, we, Phil and I were talking, and, and I was surprised that uh, I guess all three of those running backs there are, are happy and healthy, and, and I was surprised one of them maybe didn't transfer because I think they're all three uh, the starting caliber type. I mean, they're, they're, they're studs. That being said, uh, are we getting any good running back uh, recruits? Are these three guys going to be our guys next year, or is there anybody else coming in? Matt, you got to see this. Isaiah August Dave out of Florida, Naples, Florida, four-star kid, 6'2", 195. Not sure who he might remind you of back in your playing days at Arkansas, but he's a freak show, and I think you're going to love the kid. He's he's everything you want, man. It, it really a well-rounded back. He was only a three-star when he committed last June. Started going to camps immediately over the summer, and everybody in the country just fell in love with him. And he took off. He soared up the rankings. Isaiah is a really good player, man. Now, having said that, you just mentioned some really good ones that are coming back next year. Or, or slated to anyway, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But, you know, with our dub this year, uh, Dominion, of course, as a true freshman, uh, Dominique Johnson goes down early. I like so Dominion, I Danny. Like, I, I'm yeah. a big fan of his, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I would venture to say this kid come in and play for just about anybody, talking about Isaiah. But, man, they are so deep next year, I'm just not sure how much you'll need him. But, you know, typically – if they're good enough to play as a freshman, you see them as a mm-hmm. freshman. So we'll see if that continues. But this kid's really good, Matt. Danny, I, I, you need is, to look him up. You're going to like this kid. This receiver that they uh, that Arkansas signed out of A and M Commerce, Andrew Armstrong. Um, yeah. I mean, he was really productive for A&M Commerce this last year, and I guess he might have been under, maybe not under-recruited because he was so small coming out of high school, but he, he's grown enough to where the coaches feel like he can withstand playing in the SEC. Is, is this somebody that can just come in and, and, and make a dent for, for Arkansas immediately? I would think so. You know, we saw Landers do it. Obviously, everybody expected Hazelwood to do it last year, but I'm not sure everybody knew what to expect with Matt, Matt Landers coming down from Toledo. Similar, 
similar background there, I would say. You know, Andrew's been in college for what seems like forever. Came out of Dallas Bishop Dunn High School, didn't have a lot of offers. Went to A&M Commerce, redshirted. Of course, COVID took over in 2020, so he didn't see the field in his first two years of college down there. And that's really tough for a lot of guys, but he stuck it out. Had a, a pretty decent 2021, and then this past year just blew up. You know, he goes over a thousand. I think he had 13 touchdowns on the year, uh, maybe close to 60 grabs. You know, I think he's listed at six six. I don't think he's six six. I think he's more six four. Uh, he's he's pretty slim now, but I think he's big enough. And you see what Matt Landers was able to do. I think he's more in that role where he just kind of throw it up, going to win a lot of 50 50 balls for you. And, I think he's athletic enough to, you know, make some plays in the open field and pull away from people too. But again, the trend continues there too. Uh, they go out and they probably could have got a lot of flashy names, to be honest with you, at the wide receiver spot. Guys that you probably would have recognized as four stars from a year ago coming out of high school. But to go and get a really experienced guy like that, I think that's what they were looking for, especially with size. You know, that's kind of been the trend that we've talked about. So many of these guys are really grown men, you know. And uh, there's another one. He comes in now. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be the first one off the bus. But you go line up against six four two hundred. That's gonna be a problem for a lot of people. Hey, la- last thing here. Um, I mean, there you hear a lot of coaches right now talking about that there needs to be a change in the early signing period or just to do away with it. And when you start hearing things from coaches like that sooner or later, this kind of thing happens. I think we saw that with the transfer portal and the windows that, that we're currently operating under. We started hearing that from coaches and then a few months later it happened. Is the uh, early signing period on its deathbed? Could be, but I tell you, man, it's tough to, it's tough to put anything in place nowadays and, and sports in general, but especially college football, put it in place and then take it away, you know, especially with NIL transfer rules, stuff like that. It would surprise me if that that type of stuff ever goes away. But sure, I think there's a lot you can mess with with the early signing period. I would caution, you know, not to not to make it any sooner, any earlier than what it is. If anything, maybe push it back January that, you know, it's a uh, there's a lot you can do in January with enrollment dates. It makes it a little more tough. You know, kids most of the time want to be on campus in January now. So, you know, you kind of almost have to go back and, and, and push it from the front end. But, man, it just seems to me, guys, that, that December is early enough. Now, I know a lot of coaches would probably tell you, well, if they're if they're ready and willing to sign in September, why not go ahead and get it out of the way? Or August, whatever the case may be, well, you look at examples every year, and Arkansas's had a couple uh, this past year. And guys who were super committed to you in August and, and September, talking about. You know, I had one guy. I'm not going to mention his name, but he he's recently moved on and, and signed with another SEC team. But he was telling me in September, man, they ought to just let me move in already. At, in, you know, on campus, mm-hmm. I'm ready to come, and ready to start playing immediately. And then he flips right there, you know, two or three days before signing day. So probably not a guy that would have worked out had he signed in, in September, August, whatever the case may have been. He's probably going to enter the transfer portal by Christmas. So you could be creating a, a even bigger mess by doing that. So I would just caution with that. I think we're early enough with December and probably a little bit too early still for a lot of these kids. So wish I had the clear and, 
and concise answer for you on that one, Phil. It's going to take somebody a lot smarter than me. Yeah. We'll leave it there, Danny. I appreciate you uh, hopping on with us. Hope you have a good new year and enjoy your family up there in Kansas City, and we'll uh, revisit sometime soon. Thanks. Sounds good. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Danny. Danny West, hogsports.com. He's the man. Liberty Bowl coverage is presented, he is, is presented by High Tech Truck Refrigeration Service at 6410 Alma Highway in Van Buren, specializing in transport refrigeration repair since 1996. They'll repair dry vans, flatbeds, hopper trailers. There's acres of parking available for your truck at low monthly rates. They carry over 3,000 parts in stock at all times. Genuine Thermo King and carrier parts as well as many aftermarket parts. And they have trailer rentals available as well. That's High Tech Truck Refrigeration Service. HighTechTruck.com. 479-474-2220. We're back with more halftime after a quick break. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick, the type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera, and the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. and Matt Jones. Want to jump in the conversation? Call or text into halftime at 877-377-6963. Now, here's Phil Olson and Matt Jones. Matty T with uh, the Memphis music theme today. You, you, you played a few you played a few Memphis themed songs that I've never heard before and I wonder if anybody that's listening has heard a Neil Diamond Memphis song this one here by aha which I thought they only made I thought they only made one song yeah. just the one song different on versions of I thought they I went they... into the sparkling water business <laughs> y'all seen the aha I'm just sparkling water pregnant oh, pause sorry. there for a moment yes I've drank that yes you are the Matt Jones, I just got to tell you, you are uh, missing out on some kind of a sponsorship of bubbling water. Like this is such a part of your existence. I feel like you could be, you could definitely be the front man for whatever the can is that you just held up in front of the screen. Tangerine, tangerine. 
He's like a sparkling water so, connoisseur. So bubbly like my personality, you, could, you know? Yeah, it, it, it just, really is. <laughs> it just could, carries over. You could start a magazine, a sparkling water <laughs> aficionado. There you go. Speaking of sparkling personalities, uh, Matt, I, I uh, spent about 30 minutes with, with our uh, previous co-host here on Halftime last night uh, in the lobby of the hotel, uh, Drew Barrett, who our listeners got to know well over a 16-month period. And uh, you you never met him, I, did you? I don't think I, I don't think I did. But it's always good to be uh, in a, in a town with a local. So y'all got to go go get a drink and hang out a little bit. Well, it was in the it was in the lobby of the hotel in, of the Peabody, which was craziness when I got here. I think I showed up at the exact right time to miss the ducks because mm. you don't want to be downstairs if you're trying to check in when the ducks are starting to do their thing because it's craziness. But it leaves behind a wake of people that are just looking for a drink. It took 15 minutes to get into the elevator and then another 20 minutes to get a drink. Um, but I, uh, I digress. Uh, Drew's happy. Uh, he's got a good job uh, working for a company that's located next door to where he and his fiance now live together. I had a chance to meet Caroline, his lovely fiance, And, I mean, look, they've been a couple for... Let's see, Drew joined the show, and then I think it was a month or so afterwards that this relationship bloomed, and like they got to know each other on that sort of a basis from three hours apart. It's a di- four hours apart. More it's than, a different yeah. way to, to have uh, yeah to have a relationship. Yeah, it's four like four hours yeah, apart, right? From Fort from, Smith, from Fort yeah. Smith to Memphis. So, uh, but and here's the other thing: I did not realize this. Drew, who is fairly tall, he's not your height, Matt. He's not six six. He's like, what do you th- think, Matt? He like six two. I mean, he's close. He is yeah, marrying not, not somebody. He is marrying somebody She's... at his very same height. Yep. Oh, a little volleyball player, huh? Yeah. When uh, my fiance went out, we went out with them when they first moved here. We felt so short next to them. <laughs> <laughs> I felt short. I felt short just standing next to the both of them. Um. But uh, but they're happy together and, and that was your first time together meeting now, there, which I think is first time. That's right. It's a pretty important thing to live together before you. I was uh, just telling Matt Jones that this morning because uh, yeah, you need to. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend if you're going to marry somebody, live with them first and really get to know what it's going to yeah. be like. Words I mean, we advice. all handle our lives and relationships the way we want, the way that you want to. But um, yeah, just from previous experience, it's a pretty important thing to try to do, um, and. And he's happy, and he's he's doing a. I think he's doing a Grizzlies podcast. There was a Grizzlies game last night here. How Phil, so you foot. you didn't lead with that right there, Jaw Moran and the Grizzlies. You buried the lead right there. How that that has to be awesome right there to be doing a the because they're good, they're fun to watch. Well, I I know they are. Um, I, I I they had the game last night. I guess there was some question as to whether or not they would allow fans inside FedEx Forum. You can imagine if they weren't going to allow fans inside for that game, we wouldn't have anybody in in the Liberty Bowl for today's uh, for today's bowl action. Um, and boy, you know, I knew you bring up the NBA. And we don't really we don't really talk much NBA much. I don't watch it very often. Um, but Luka Doncic, I mean, mm. are you serious? Mm-mm. First ever. What were his numbers? 60 points, 20-some rebounds, 10 assists. Yeah, No one's ever had a game like this before. And to come from nine points down in the final minute with a crazy tying bucket 
it's, it turns out to be one of the most legendary games in uh, in NBA history. Yeah, it's like the what's the thing? It's, it's usually like nobody's ever done this except for Wilt. But I don't know if if if, if Wilt's Wilt's done it too. Usually that's the little asterisk that, that's out there. I, I love watching Luca uh, Phil. When, when I watch basketball players, there's a handful of players that I'd pay money to watch, and he's one of them. Uh, Rajon Rondo was one of the last guys that I went to go see. Kevin Durant. Uh, that that crew, I got to see the Celtics play Oklahoma City uh, back when when everybody when, when they all had their studs. And I told you the game before, Rajon Rondo throws the ball at the referee and gets kicked out, suspended for the next game. So I didn't even get to get to watch yeah. him play. Yeah, twenty three years old. Luka Doncic is thirty is twenty three years old. He'll probably sign the biggest NBA contract when his contract's up. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like he'll he'll probably at the time it'll be the biggest deal uh, in NBA history if he wants to. Which I guess they got a cap and they're max players and and you're max and you, you can only sign with the most with your team. You know how the how the NBA's changed their their. Uh, I don't know if there's salary cap or how they do it, but you, you know he's going to be a, a Dallas Maverick. If they win a title, Phil, they'll be putting a statue like they did Dirk. You saw that Dirk statue they put out in front of the stadium? Well, they're going to have to put another one of, of Luca right next to it. Uh, it looks like he signed through 2027, and this year making $37 million. Oh, That's my up goodness. $10 million last year. By the end of the contract, um, he'll make... $49 million. So they re-upped him last year then. Yeah, they've already done it. Yeah, yeah, but that. But here's the thing, though. I mean, he'll make $49 million, and it'll be he'll be 28 years old. He, that, those last so two years, he gets in, he'll re-up before then. Like, he, that, that last year of his contract, yeah. he'll already re-sign, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, I'll have to turn one. Of, I'll, I'll have to turn a, a Mavs game on at some. Point. You know what, uh, Phil? I just, and I and I'm not going to say this in in the way that and compare him to Anthony Black and say that Anthony Black's going to be that good. But they're similar in the style that they're not just first step quick. Like it's kind of like hesitation. They're coy about it, and then they go by you. And he's always he looks. He doesn't look like he's really stressing or struggling, and he still beats everybody to the ball. Real similar style, the way he, he – he's just very fluid and very smooth when he plays. Yeah, but Luca's got that European celebration that I don't think Anthony Black does. You pointed it out to me during the World Cup, how the Europeans celebrate differently with the arms down. Yeah, they do. He was doing that like last side, night. Yeah, right. He <laughs> tied the game. Yeah. Americans, like we raise our hands. Dirty. Yeah, we raise our hands over our head. Yeah. <laughs> We're brought to you by The Fence Man. It should be your only call when it comes time for new gates or fence repairs at your home. The Fence Man does it all. The large commercial jobs and the small residential repairs. Call them at 479-782-3936. And make sure to ask about 18 months, same as cash financing. That's The Fence Man. He ain't afraid of no work. It's a short halftime. We wrap it up right after this. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Well, we only have another couple minutes or so to do the phone call thing, so get in, get in quickly if you want, because uh, we're up against it here in just a moment. We'll have a shortened Eastside Liquor Halftime podcast put out in just a bit. 
Ruskin and Zach are taking you from 11 o'clock to the 1.30 start of the Learfield pregame. That's where I'll be in about an hour or so, along with Rick Schaefer and Gino Bell. Chuck and Quinn taking over for 4.30 kick. And uh, then it's the Liberty Bowl, Arkansas versus Kansas. Um, I think I think Arkansas wins this game uh, tonight, Matt. I think, and I think it's going to be a high scoring. If I actually think this will be a really entertaining football, I game do too. I like to see points, it, see a little back and forth and some drama. Same, I, 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 yeah, I know it's probably not uh, sexy to hear, uh, but I, I do too. I think it'd be a game where both teams are going to score thirty. The final score be you know it could be uh, like a forty three thirty eight type of game. Uh, I think it go up and down the field. That's what we've seen. And a lot of new faces out there. You might have a couple mistakes, Phil. I just want to see him play fast and play with energy, play happy. Be, and that, this team is. They're an excited team. I've said this all year. I'd love to be a part of this team. Uh, they seem to play for one, one another. Uh, they, they seem fun. So hopefully that's what you still see. Yeah, yeah. I think defensively, if there's an opportunity to make a play, like if you can get your hands on the ball, intercept it. Get, you know, I, well, the one thing I'm a little nervous about is the middle of the field, which has been a thing for us all and year. Their tight long. ends, yeah. It's the it, it's the way that Kansas uses their tight ends uh, that does give me a little Same. a little pause as to defensive success. But for Arkansas, man, we saw it in the last month of the regular season. If they can't establish the run early. And here's another aspect. You know Arkansas hasn't scored a touchdown on the first drive all season Same. long? That's right, Phil. We've, we have, we've turned the ball over more than any team I can remember in the first quarter. Slow starts. Let's, let's start off fast. Yeah, when's the last time we put up well, 14 it, it points in the even, first quarter? It isn't even just the, the like a turnover. It's the, there's a bunch of three and outs in the first mm-hmm. quarter, too. It just hasn't been a very good first quarter team, certainly first drive, so... That's something I'll be paying attention to as well. That's halftime, first quarter, brunch, whatever it is, uh, up until until, uh, 11 o'clock. So we're back at 11 o'clock tomorrow for a usual halftime with Clay Henry and Bob Holt. And uh, we're looking forward to that. But for now, it's Ruskin and Zach to take it 11 o'clock for uh, the earliest edition that they've ever done. So for Matt Jones and Matt Travis, I'm Phil. Have a great Liberty Bowl Wednesday and a basketball night. And get up, get out, and get better. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.